Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, doing real well. I'm about to take zero responsibility for any of my bad actions. And then on top of that, I'm Mm -hmm. going to kick some well-respected, slightly bitchy girl off the mathletes. Not Millie, the other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, you could be talking <laughs> about Millie. Millie is so interesting because, like, she's literally a, 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 a psycho, but also she's a nice girl, but also I'm very afraid of her. She's just very judgmental. Like, I feel like I mean, that's the, the best answer. Of us are. A little bit of a Virgo in her if we're playing yeah. astrology corner. Mm-hmm. Do you hate that Virgos are judgy or do you like that Vir- Virgos are judgy? Because it's not like it's not like a judginess of like it's it comes from like pure disgust. <laughs> you know, like that's why like, oh, like you're like wearing like two different socks. Like that's disgusting. That's how a Virgo judges. It's not like Oh, like you, well, I mean, she does kind of judge people on like having sex, but it's like, it's like a different type of judging. Um, I know because I have Virgo rising and this is how I judge. I don't, I love a Virgo. Virgo is like probably my favorite sign uh, after Leo. Like, Mm. I, I mean, in what I like about others, I tend to get along pretty well with Virgos. I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. I like mm-hmm. someone who's organized. I like someone who likes to just get their shit done. Yeah. Um, and the judgment part, it's like, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily care if I'm being judged a lot of times. So. Do you not? Like, if you if you think that people are judging you, you, like, literally don't care? I guess it would depend on what they're judging me for. Mm-hmm. And also, like... Are they judging me silently to themselves? I don't care. Mm-hmm. Are they like spreading shit? Then uh, yeah, I suppose mm. I would care a little bit more. Do you think that I'm judgy? Yes. In what regard? Uh, I mean, in a lot of regards, I would say like, mm. I mean, I mean, do, do you think it's something that I should actively work on? I, I feel like it's one of those things where like at a certain age, it's just, you just, you're already built in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just, you just, so you're saying that I'm an old dog and I can't be taught new tricks. Exactly. I mean, you could try to be less judgy, but I don't think mm-hmm. you want to be less judgy. So do why you want would me you? To, do you want me to stop judging you? No, I don't care if you judge me. <laughs> when have I ever cared? I've showed you like, my nails look all fucked up and you judge them and I don't care. Like it's a game we play, you know? Yeah. And once and I tell you, I'm going to from... get my hair cut and you tell me, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then I get it cut and you're like, actually, I really like it. <laughs> uh huh. I was very afraid that you're going to look like a mushroom. And yet here I am not looking like a mushroom. No. Although no. I feel like I'm due again because it's like, it's starting to get annoying again. It's not really? that long, but it already is pissing me off sometimes. Really? I think it looks great. That's fine. I washed it today. That's why it looks good. No one can tell. The, no one's seeing any of this. Anyway, it's fine. We're here to talk freaks and geeks. I have so many questions for you throughout mm. these two episodes. Yeah. Because I feel like they're very much like between the diary talk and like crashing car talk. Oh, my. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just have so yeah. many questions. All right, all right. Um, okay, yeah. We got to set things up because we're talking freaks and geeks. In case you didn't look at the title before you hit play on the podcast, which if you're someone who does that, like, who are you? What kind of mystical creature are you that just, like, hits play on a podcast without looking at what it is first? An Aquarius. An Aquarius. <laughs> That's it. Just an Aquarius. If you're an Aquarius who just did play, hi, we're discussing Freaks and Geeks, episodes 10 and 11. It's Jess and Sarah from Shit90Shows.me, in case you didn't know. (laughs) We have this podcast. (laughs) We started it a few years ago. Yeah, we post weekly. Sometimes multiple times. Twice a week. Twice a week. Lately. Yeah. Um, Soon three times a week. Next week is three times a week. Sarah's a Pisces. I'm a Leo. Right. Are, Are they caught up now? I think so. That's all you need to know. And that's that, everything. Oh, and then like my main personality trait is apparently that I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, that also you needed to know. This is true. This is very true. Yeah, but I'm not. Well, what am, what's my main personality trait? Loud. That's true. This is accurate. Yeah, now that like, you know us. Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> this podcast is fucking fucked already. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great voice, but it definitely carries between town to town it carries everywhere listen i need to be heard such is the leo's way in life you know it's just we i really was born need with it. to be heard maybe she's born with it maybe she's a leo <laughs> um oh no ruby's choking in the backyard i mean in the back in the back not in the oh backyard. my god it's okay ruby don't die um, ruby is my boyfriend's dog oh yeah and sarah also has another dog named Belle. Who's who, Shih Tzu mixed with like hump. a Lost Opsa or something? Uh, Pekingese. Pekingese. Yeah, yeah uh, she loves to hump a $90 orthopedic dog beds. Her favorite pastime and also <sighs> pretending she's ill when she's not to get attention. Yeah. Uh, I have a dog named Winston whose favorite pastime is uh, picking up rocks and balls. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now that we're all caught up and we know each other a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about these two episodes wow. of okay singing. incredible what so, nothing nothing i'm i'm See, nothing this is the virgo judgment and we were talking I'm not about doing anything. i'm just sitting here that's like, never literal. true i'm not doing a thing <laughs> anyway let's talk about episode 10 the diary um this again like i feel like the show knows how to put us shine a spotlight on like Things that even if everybody didn't go through these kind of trials and tribulations throughout high school are just so relatable, like getting picked last in PE and also the like, I can't wait to talk about the parents reading the diary situation. Yeah. Um, So do you want to talk about freaks or geeks first? I'll let you choose. Geeks. Okay. Let's talk about the geeks. Um, So Bill, this is like very Bill focused where he's very upset because anytime he's in PE class, they're in like their baseball season. And for some reason, I don't know how they decide who gets to pick the teams. It seems like the coach just picks the two best athletes to pick. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It seems to be so. And this was, this is like, um, what do they call? I don't know how it's like a pick them style, you know, where you go back and forth with someone else and you pick your teams. Did you, did your high school do this when you were in high school? I don't think we did it in high school, but we did it definitely in elementary school. Maybe in high school. I hated it. It definitely, I've definitely experienced this and I was definitely last or second to last. Mm -hmm. And it's a very degrading experience and it does make you feel like shit. But honestly, I was also the kid that constantly missed the ball when they were throwing the kickball. So I deserved it, but it still made me feel like crap. Yeah, um, we definitely, by the time I got to high school, they had already gotten rid of like doing pickums because it made people feel awful and because the people who weren't really athletic always got picked last. So we didn't do this by the time I was in high school. Of course, you've always heard about it happening and maybe it happened in elementary school. I really don't remember at this point, but I do feel bad for Bill. Like he always ends up in the deep, deep right field, which is where they put people who suck. Yeah, that's, like that's what happened to me thing. when I would play softball. I always played outfield. And it's like, bitches, like, do you think that I'm going to catch a pop-up ball? Like in well, when it comes that's to the me? thing though, is the reason they put you out there is because nothing ever gets hit out there. So sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. It's very then, rare though at the, at that level. And I then think. I panic and then I don't do well. But the one time that they let me be second base or first base, I was a star, but it was the last wow. game of the season. Oh. Yeah. So I never last got game to... of the season. Were you on a team? What do you mean last game of the season? Like wreck softball. 
You did Rex Awful? Yeah. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm so sorry. The, no. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was like I have so much trauma from Rex Softball. Oh, okay. Number one. Okay. So, <laughs> so much trauma. First of all, of course, you not only have trauma from softball, but you have a full list ready and prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All some a lot of my worst memories was from Rex Softball. Number one, I got so upset when I did not hit the ball and I struck out that I got dizzy spells. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sorry. What? You got dizzy, dizzy spells from what? From being so upset. <laughs> I would like cry in the dugout because <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, which is probably, it's probably more embarrassing <sighs> to like to cry and get dizzy spells where I would like almost like get like i would get so dizzy and i would like i i don't know it was so dramatic and then okay so that's one thing number uh-huh. two the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in softball was the game ended and i went to go find my mom and i found her smoking a cigarette and it was the most dramatic shit ever i was, was like was she like had she already quit or something like yeah like i didn't there? know my mom was smoking like I guess oh you didn't just... even know your mom ever smoked no and i was like mom you're smoking what are <gasps> you doing and i was like so mad at her so she had hidden okay now i need all the tea on this so she had hidden to you that she was a smoker for your entire life no i don't think that she was an active sm- like she did like before she had kids and i think that she was just like having a rough day or something she, okay so, so she's she, like i need one i need a cigarette i don't know why that was your <laughs> in my head so but she's like i, I need, need one i need it and then mm-hmm. um yeah like I, she didn't realize that the game ended and she was smoking and i caught her and i was devo because like obviously this was like around like the dare times of course so like you're gonna die and then they would show you the commercials with the people with the hole in your neck yes and, like, and they have the little machine that goes, yes. oh, I'm a robot because yeah. I smoked. Yes. Yeah. So it was high drama. High drama. Wow. Also, like, just so much trauma. Okay, I should have never played rec softball. But there was a lot of a lot of bad shit, and including me getting stuck in the outfield. So I relate to Bill. Like, they, I never felt like I got a chance, except for when I was allowed to play catcher. But then I got kicked out of that position because I did hate batter batter. Yeah. I told what? you that story. <laughs> you did tell me that. Yeah. I told you. So basically, um, I told the story when we were doing uh, um, Boy Meets World. But basically, I thought, like, heckling was Gucci and okay. So I was, hey, batter battering and wreck softball. And they were like, you are out of here. You're like, they were like, you can't. Not- you didn't even get a warning. They were just like, they're no, like, you're you gone. You can't do this. This is, like, illegal in wreck softball. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Really tough times. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have this problem in gym class. I think I've told, I've told this story before of like, I played baseball for a very long time and I switched to softball later than most people did. Like most of the girls switched to softball earlier than I did. So by the time I switched, I I was used to playing catcher and they put me sometimes third base, sometimes a right field like Bill and I hated it because I was so bored. I've like yeah. I had nothing to do. Um, and so I felt very ostracized in that way. But poor Bill, like, feels like he would be good if given a chance, but he's not being given a chance. He's always being picked like last, or it's it's usually some combination of like Sam, Neil, and Bill and Gordon. Of course, we have right. Gordon now is on the show a lot. And um, so this really, really upsets Bill. And so uh, the big storyline with the geeks this episode is like they're they're crank calling. They're prank calling. This is like a yes, thing now. Yes, and yes, so yes. So he steals like the contact list for the teachers. And so he knows what Coach Frederick's phone number is. Um, and so I think at first he does like a – it's very like lighthearted a prank calling at first yeah well he has this genius idea like if i call the gym teacher and pretend to be gordon's father then he's going to let the geeks be picked first or something like that but all it does which i was like assuming when he did this was that like gordon got special treatment and not bill and i was like bill that's so stupid like of course gordon's going to that's get the why special i don't treatment. understand why he wouldn't pretend to be his own dad did he say why he wasn't because it didn't make any sense to me he's a dummy i don't know he's a dummy but yeah like he 
I think that you thought that it was going to affect like everybody, but in turn, it only affected Gordon. And Gordon was like, Gordon, you're going to be the captain today. And Gordon was mm-hmm. like, I, and you can be whatever base you want to be, whatever shortstop, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, I really do not want to. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon understands. He's like, I'm not interested in this. And I love the scene where before all that happens and Bill and Gordon are out in the outfield. <laughs> Sitting on the ground. This is very common, but not at this level. Like most of the times, this would happen when we played like little, little kid T ball. Yeah, Yeah, I did that. Anybody in the outfield is like picking dandelions, like not paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. What do you think Um, that I was doing out there? I wasn't like paying attention and waiting for the ball to come to me. I had shit to do. I had flower crowns to make. (laughs) I just, the fact that we have a podcast together and couldn't be more different as human beings. I would be enraged if I was on your team and I saw you picking dandelions in the outfield. Look, bitch, I had projects to make. I think the reason was because there was like when I was when I did play baseball as a kid, uh, I was always either the only girl on the team or there was like one other girl on the team. And nine times out of ten. It was like you felt like because you were the only girl on the team, you had to perform like twice as good as the rest of the team to like prove that you deserve to be there. This is all in my head, right? I'm so confused why you even wound up in baseball and not softball. Like how did you get there? When we were really little, it like all the recreational like little leagues and stuff were baseball. There weren't – it wasn't softball. Softball didn't exist until you were older. And so then by the time softball existed, I really liked baseball. I was really ingrained and I really liked my teams and I liked the coaches and stuff. So I played baseball while most of the girls ended up going over to softball. And it was much later than I moved to softball and I didn't like it. But those balls are so little and hard. Softballs are also big and hard. So I don't know really what to say to I that. I don't. I know. I like. You wouldn't want to play any of them is the I real thing. I was so afraid of it um, hitting my mouth and losing a tooth. It was like my biggest Put fear. Put the glove in front of your face. Then you <laughs> Look, I can't. It's a miracle I can even ball. catch a ball. It's hard. Oh my God. Um, anyway, so yeah, so this is his plan is like, okay, we're going to pretend to be Gordon's dad and get Gordon. And Gor- like you said, Gordon doesn't even really care about this. And so then uh, Bill still doesn't get picked like early because he and he's like very upset about it. And so the next time, so they go over to Neil's house and Neil's. Neil's dad is like also quite interesting. <laughs> um, he talks about like, oh, you guys gonna prank call? Like, and when Neil does like pig Latin in front of his dad, <laughs> his dad is like, I know pig Latin. Neil's dad gives me the big like, I'm a cool dad energy. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dad, and he's also a uh, a dentist. Yeah, which a, could be a cool dad. Yeah, yeah he's a dentist. Um, also, I can't remember if it was this episode or next episode. No, I think it's this one where Neil talks about the only thing he has for breakfast is coffee. And I'm like, that's why I, you're so short, Neil. I hate this archetype. I hate this trope in television when mm. little kids act like adults. It's so irritating. He's not a little kid, though. He's just short. He looks like he's not. He's yeah, I don't know. He just annoys me. Um, I think yeah. that, like, it's very stereotypical Jewish, which. I kind of am like, mm, like, do we really have to like go down that path? But of course we do because it's the nineties yeah. and that's what we do. So they, Bill decides to call the gym teacher again, which actually I think they prefer to be fi- called physical education teachers because my uncle was a physical education teacher and he always said that he didn't want to be called a gym teacher. Yeah. Um. Same thing with my gym teacher in high school. She would get so mad because she's like, gym is the place, not the class. And I was like, you know what? Right. You made me run a mile. So I'm going to call you a gym teacher, you ass. <laughs> so Bill. <laughs> exactly you got her so bill decides to prank call uh i think his name is fredericks coach yeah coach fredericks yeah and he leaves this this thing fredericks you're a turd a stinky fat turd go sniff a jock strap you poop head you love patting boys butts you love patting boys butts (laughs) but you're a butt patter you're a perv and a loser and a stinky to turd and then he hangs up. And he does it in this, like, very deep voice. Voice, yeah. And so Fredericks is, like, he's sitting next to his wife. And she's, like, who called? And he's, like, 
oh, it was just an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And so the next day he's like really upset about it. And he knows it's from apparently just this one gym class. Couldn't possibly be from any of his other gym classes. Well, don't you That's think fine. that he like does this all damn day? That he gets cr- prank calls all day? No, like don't you think that he does this to all of his classes? That's why I'm saying, how does he know it was this class? I think that this is what he spends his Thursday doing. It's just <laughs> ratting, figuring out which one is <laughs> which one is it. So he interviews every single student individually and makes them read the uh the text and then here's the thing i feel like he's making his own life more miserable because people like alan cannot stop laughing as they're reading this Mm -hmm. because it's a bunch of insults being thrown at him Uh and the other thing i wanted to mention is alan turns out the bully the school bully also isn't super athletic because he gets picked right before the geeks for baseball. So like, yeah. I think that was interesting that like, Oh, Alan's not even very popular well, or well liked. Of or, course or he's good. not. He's like one skip and a jump away from being a freak. Like he's in, you know, but like a loser. Um, okay. So, so, so we, we get this like montage of everybody reading it mm-hmm. and changing their voices. And this fucking Sherlock Holmes motherfucker figures it out right away that it's Bill. And I love how he's like, lower, lower. Lower. <laughs> and is it Neil who just makes shit up that isn't even on the page? He's like doing like a Shakespearean uh, inflection yeah. to his voice. Do so you ha- do you want to read this? Do you want to oh. see? Do you- do you want yeah, to let me. Uh, do you have it pulled up? Let me pull it up. What exactly what he says? Yeah, I, I had it. I had it. It's on IMDb. It's on IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. Um, International Movie Database. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for translating that for me, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. I just want the kids to know. You know, the kids need to know what yeah. IMDb stands for. Yeah. yeah. Make sure when you do this, you do it at a lower volume or a lower oh right right level. i forgot yes has to be at the lowest level possible okay hold on yeah. i'm pulling up i'm oh, pulling up really what, uh, taking forever i sent you the link i didn't see it until right now um here we go <laughs> you're a dimwit and an imbecile i blow my i blow my nose in your general direction wait where did you get the longer version that's what neil says oh you're saying the neil one yeah okay, what whatever. was i supposed to say I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, and the coach is like, that's not in there. And he says, uh, it's, it isn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he figures out it's it's Bill. Yeah. And I liked that Bill was like, well, this is why I did it. And, like, even though the coach does suck, and he does, because when when Gordon is – told like oh you can pick and you can be the the captain or whatever bill's like oh can i too and he's like <laughs> not on your mother's life or something like very rude to, so i liked that bill was like here's why i'm so upset and so then the coach is like okay great you can be captain then the next game and they're doing like okay like they're yeah they do another schoolyard pick Another school year pick and Bill um, gets to choose the teams, which he basically just chooses his friends. Which is exactly what the other guys did. Exactly. Exactly. And then the jocks get picked last, like, just to prove a point. But, um, oh, and he lets Gordon be the other picker, the other captain. So they're doing a really shitty job. Sam's in the pitcher position. He can't throw the ball for shit. No, it basically, like, rolls across the base every time. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. But... Um, Sam gets one hit in and it's like a pop-up ball and Bill gets to catch it and he feels like the hero. And everyone's ever, all the geeks celebrate. And then right after the rest of the team is like, that was just the first out. Like, why are you so happy? But like, that's a big moment for Bill. He caught the ball. Yeah. 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 I'm really happy for Bill. Good for Bill. I think that it's an important lesson to let everybody get the chance to be the captain and feel- or make it random because that's how it was in in my school because then no one gets their feelings hurt you know but you just like pick it out of a hat i think it was more of like okay uh like however anybody was 
just standing around, they would do like one, two, one, two, one, two, because most likely you'd be standing next to your friends. Oh, got it. So you would be separated. Or maybe we can just do individual sports like chess. (laughs) Yeah, chess during physical education. Yeah. Um, but that's the geek storyline. I was happy to see Bill get a little bit of a, a hooray moment, you know. I and I yeah. love that he was like, because Neil gets really upset at Bill when, when when Bill leaves that second nasty um nasty prank call, and he's like, "You're gonna get caught," and Bill's like, "I'm not gonna get caught. This is your house." <laughs> That was a great point because I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, yeah, like they're if they're if the police are going to trace it, which they would never do, but the police trace yeah. it, then it's going to go back to Neil's house. It's on you. It was perfect. Yeah, I love Bill is so sneaky with stuff like that, and that's why I love him. He is a little sneaky sneakerson. That mm-hmm. is true. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the Lindsay the Freaks storyline this time. So. They want to have dinner with Kim Kelly's mom mm-hmm. because, like, it's lately Lindsay and Kim are getting into a bit of trouble. Um, and they they're hitchhiked. They hitchhiked, which is very dangerous. Uh, but I can understand this being a show set in like 1980. That's a thing they wanted to do. And Lindsay is a little too chatty in the car, and the driver is like, "I know your father's story, and I'm going to tell him about this." Wow, what a narc. I know, right? Although, I would tell the kids' parents. You <laughs> suck. They, they could die. Mm, I think like I was just being a dick face. So, oh basically, Lindsay's parents are so upset with Lindsay. And she's already on the shit list because mm-hmm. she basically lied about cheating. And they looked like idiots when they went to the guidance counselor's yes. office. And I like that they brought that up, too. as like, yeah. hey, we remember this just happened. And yeah. so they're like, we don't want you hanging out with Kim Kelly. We think she's a bad influence. Um, And they're like, but we also, we want to meet her mom. Like, we want to know, we need to get to know her parents. Like, we mm-hmm. knew all, like, Millie's parents and whatever, whatever. But so, Millie lived across the street. Of course they know Millie's parents. Yeah, but I also feel like it was very common, not when I was in high school, but when I was a lot younger, that, like, just by proxy of, like, dropping me off at someone's house or their yeah. parents dropping them off, like, they at least knew generally who their parents were. Of course. And, but obviously, once you got older, that's, like, much less common. Mm, I my mom knew all of my high school friends' parents. I think my my mom generally knew, but like there were times where I would hang out with people whose like parents she hadn't interacted <laughs> with. Do you think that Robin and Pat should have a meeting? <laughs> you think that our parents need to know each other? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna and when they do, I'm gonna tell my mom. Ask ask Sarah's mom about the time that Sarah caught her smoking. <laughs> Just like <laughs> out starter for life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so basically they have this like this dinner and like I'm gonna like uh, Kim Kelly's mom is just like shit talking and is like This is such a bad move. She's shit talking her own daughter to like she people she's first just of met. She is. Like, oh but she's God. like but basically she's like, yeah, like she does drugs, she has sex, she says that she's going to the movies, and I find out that she's here and there and partying. And of course, this is gonna freak out the weirs because this is who Lindsay's hanging out with. And um, so basically they say, Lindsay, you're not allowed to hang out with Kim anymore. Have you ever had this happen to you where I, in either way, like your parents say like, I don't want you to hang out with whomever or somebody else's parents say that they don't want them to hang out with you? No, not to this degree. Like definitely not to the degree of you're not allowed to see them, but certainly I think there were moments where like, my parents knew someone else's parents and were a bit wary of me hanging out with their kid, if that makes sense. But it never got brought to me as like a, you are mm-hmm. not allowed to see this person or not allowed to hang out with them. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? Any, were you hanging out with all the hooligans? No, I wasn't, but I was told in third grade <laughs> by like my best friend at the time. And I think this was just an excuse that like her parents didn't want to hang me to hang out with her anymore. Oh, but you think she was lying? Maybe. Maybe. 
I'm what not sure. What did you do? What did you Cried. do house? Died. No, I, I didn't mean- do anything. I didn't do a fucking thing. <laughs> I was just checking. I don't I know. Maybe you burned kid. her Barbie doll in the microwave or something. No, what do I, I was such a good kid. I was just a okay. loser. Um, so, um, so, yeah, but like Lindsay go like her way of dealing with this. Like she goes to school and, and Kim's like, oh, my mom, like loved hanging out with your parents. Like, how do you think it went? And she's like, oh, get this. Ha ha ha. Like my parents say I'm not allowed to hang out yeah, with you. She thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. And but, Kim is really upset by this because yeah. the way she looks at it is Lindsay didn't stand up for her to her parents. Yeah. And like, based on what we've seen of Kim, I feel like this is very much in character for her that like loyalty means a lot. And a lot of people she feels like just ditches her or always think the worst of her. And she feels like Lindsay is actually her friend now. And the fact that Lindsay didn't stand up for her is like really hurts Kim's feelings. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I really do think that I do think that Lindsay tried. She didn't articulate that well to Kim, but I also think that she was being very unsympathetic to Kim's feelings in this episode and how that could hurt her. Like she took it. So it was like so unserious, but it really did bother her. And then later in the episode where she brings it up at lunch, she still doesn't get it. She's like, why? Like, are you, is you, are you still upset about what my parents said? Like, really? And I think that it's the start of like a little arc of like, Lindsay kind of being a dick. I think that, yeah, I think the problem is that Lindsay doesn't take it very seriously, but she knows Kim by now and she's seen Kim's family and where she comes from and all of that. So I feel like she should be smart enough, at least if she doesn't realize telling her this is going to upset her, that at least when you see Kim is upset, try to take action to be like, hey, how can I fix this? Like, what can I do Mm -hmm. to make you feel better about it? You know? Um, But during that entire conversation with Lindsay's parents and Kim's mom, Kim's mom says, oh, I find out about all of this by reading Kim's diary. Mm, and so yes. we had discussed, like we had kind of made a, or you had made a prediction as to like whose diary is getting read this episode. You know, when we both had said, I think that, oh, it seems like Lindsay would journal. She seems like someone who would journal. Yes. And the weirs, I, I love Mrs. Weir this whole episode truly like MVP for me when she goes in and she's like, Lindsay and Mr. Weir's like, she's at school and she's like, I'm just nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she was really, really nervous. Yeah. So they find Lindsay's diary. Bef- well, at first they find a sewing kit and think it's birth control. That cracked me up so much. Yeah, that was the, pretty funny. The nonsense. But yeah, so they do end up finding her diary and this makes sense to me that Lindsay would write this kind of stuff. She's like, as we've seen from the, I mean, we're 10 episodes in, but let's not forget. We started off with like the death of her grandmother and how that was like really changed her world. And she witnessed it and everything. So like, of course she's going to, and she's a teenager, right? So every emotion that you feel as a teenager feels amplified. It feels so heavy. And so she's, she's writing all of this down and basically she is shit talking. This is her burn book. She is like, oh, my mom and dad are so boring. It's obvious they're not happy together. Like all my mom does is like cook and clean for my dad. And he can't even pick up a plate off the table. And my mom makes the same five meals every week. Like yeah. such shit talk. And like this really, really hurts Mrs. Weir's feelings. Like, and I, I get that. You know what I mean? Like when you think like again now that we are i'm not going to say closer to mrs we are in age but in general we are like of an age where we're in, like it's been a while since we've been teenagers i could totally get how this would like really really hurt your feelings if your child who you do yeah. everything for you live and breathe for you help them survive by feeding them and giving them a safe home if they just shit talk you and make fun of not only your marriage but the, like how you run your household and basically saying that like, oh, uh, you get walked all over by my dad. Like that's fucked. I felt so bad for Mrs. Weir. Yeah, I do too. I think that's really hard because at the end of the day, like you really do want your kids to appreciate what you do for them and like, you know, look up to you. And, you know, there's definitely like an element of like, I know that, like that you want to have like a closeness and a friendship and it seems just like a lack of like respect from Lindsay's end and i feel as though like um mrs weir's definitely feeling like underappreciated like she was talking to mr Mm -hmm. weir about 
oh, maybe I should go back to school. Like she feels like she's not doing something important. And she also doesn't feel appreciated from her husband as well as her kids. And I think that, um, you know, I think like the thing that bothers her the most is the fact that like she also, Lindsay also claimed that her parents didn't love each other. Like basically that they're robots and like, are they even capable of love? And like, they seem so like distant. And I think that like Mrs. Weir was like questioning her relationship as well. Like, do I have a closeness with him? Like, does he even appreciate me? Does he even love me? Like, does he even want me? Like the other mm-hmm. day, like she came on to him and he was just like, okay, like sure we can have sex. And yeah, like, that doesn't it, feel good. And it feels very much like, um, what is it? Like the Madonna complex, right? Where oh. now that they're married and, and she is the mother of his children, like he views her in a very different way. Like that's how it feels that she feels. And so this, it really wigs out Mrs. Weir. And so she starts, like cooking different meals she makes like cornish game hens which i know you hate <laughs> oh my god I, you I, hate. I, okay the thing is is that like i've made um cornish hens but like it really honestly truly it does it does fucking nothing like it like it's so much work for so little meat it's just mm-hmm. not worth it yeah and so she makes those and her husband is just like what is this i'm gonna go make a sandwich like he he's like and she gets really upset about it she thinks that like again like you said like he doesn't pay attention to her anymore and he disrespects her because in his mind oh i put in 12 hours at the store what have you done all day and like this is back in the day where like being a homemaker or being a stay-at-home like mother wasn't was looked down upon like what are you doing whereas we all know how much work it is you know how much she is actually doing to keep everybody the train's running on time basically and so they have this moment uh where they're they're in the bedroom having this discussion and she's getting really upset with him and then like basically he's just like everything i do is for you like i think about you all the time everything is for you and for the kids and for the family and that was like i think that just got her hot and bothered like immediately right away yeah i mean of course like i think that um men that work full-time jobs and then uh come home and it's like they they, there's such like a complex for like men these days of like having to be the provider and or still not just these days but having to be the provider and like you know having to work and like really focus on that and that being their main responsibility Mm -hmm. and i think it's like one of those like society things of like that's what they expect like they they have to do so i do think it's like really sweet that he's like i just do everything for you and for our family yeah um but i do also think that like maybe he can do something more things around home and then maybe if she wants to work at the store a yeah. little to he gain can at some least purpose. bring his freaking plate to the um to the the, the sink that pissed I, me off so yeah. much i think that they can meet each other in the middle a little bit to be honest with you yeah and so i liked this because they get all you know frisky mm-hmm. and meanwhile um like <laughs> i i love this this i really loved um the fact that we have Kim, who is doesn't want to hang out with Lindsay because she's upset with her. So she's hanging out more with Daniel. Daniel is like, Lindsay, you've got to do something. She's driving me crazy. Like, I can't hang out with her that much. And when Lindsay and Kim end up like kind of repairing their relationship and making up, uh, Kim is like, oh, thank God. I was so tired of hanging out with the boys. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just love that they were like, they did kind of miss each other, which yeah. I thought was like, okay, that was the way the show is showing us that like, okay, they are actually close. Yeah. Um, but something I thought was interesting about this episode is I really expected us to have way more fallout because of the Nick and Lindsay breakup, but there was pretty much almost none until next episode. Well, I really did feel like it was a very awkward, like especially the scene where Lindsay goes to lunch and Nick's mad at her. Kim's mad at her and like both of them like are like, I don't want to eat fucking lunch with you. Yeah, she and she's just play, left with basically. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So like no, that I, was a little awkward. I guess I just thought that there would be more picking sides than there were. Like it wasn't a given that like, oh, Nick is our boy and you're out of the group now. It was kind of like, how are we gonna make this work with the two of you? Well, so I guess wait, I was just I a little surprised nice. about that. No, that's it's not sure. I, I mean it was nice. I just wasn't expecting it, you know? Um yeah. but I really enjoyed this episode. I thought both storylines were really fun. And so the question I have for you is Sarah, mm-hmm. I have two questions. One mm-hmm. Did you keep a diary slash journal? 
Um, like off up. and on, off and on. Yeah. I never was able to keep it consistent. I only ever, I did, I, when I was a really, really little kid, I always tried and I never had anything to write about because it was like, you know, my life was pretty simple and boring. Um, so I never really kept one, especially as I got older. I was like, I don't, I don't have to write Yeah. Down. I think that for me at this moment, um, journaling actually really does help me organize thoughts. And if I'm having like a particularly harsh mental health day or like I'm feeling something strongly, I do, I do like write, um, and it seems to help me organize thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have this particularly funny journal entry of like before I admitted feelings for Adam, where I was like, you stupid idiot, you're such a funk at simp, like blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you like crushing on this guy? Which is very funny now because mm-hmm. obviously like we're together. So um, so there's good moments like that, but a lot, honestly, like whenever I've ever read back journal entries, they're so embarrassing. It's so, it's very cringy. It's yeah. very, very cringy. Um, so my other question is if mm-hmm. you were a parent of a, let's say like an adolescent or a teenager mm-hmm. and you thought something was going on with them, would you ever read their diary? <sighs> Gosh, like it's so hard because I've, I of course want to be like, absolutely not that's an invasion of privacy that's fucking awful but also i love to know goss and mm-hmm. the tea i'm just gonna hope that whatever child i do have is comfortable enough to talk to me mm-hmm. and maybe like they can tell me the, all the dirty deeds so that i don't have to do that okay maybe i don't know like <laughs> what about you I don't think I would. And the reason is I would be afraid of what Mrs. Weir discovered. Like I don't – there are just things you don't want to know, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just don't think I would want – if they said anything negative about me, I feel like it would really hurt. And I would have a hard time not letting that affect me. And like I feel like I would give it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't didn't even find what they were looking for. You know what I mean? They were looking to see if she's on drugs. No, she didn't having sex. She didn't do that. Um, I have one question. Have you ever received a prank call from whomever? I don't think I've received one. I've certainly prank called people. Yeah. Do you want to prank call anybody right now? (laughs) We could prank call. Who can we prank call? Hmm. But like, I mean, also, it would have to be someone that didn't have your number, right? Because that's the whole point. Yeah, it's also like caller ID. Oh. Yeah, there's caller ID now. How are we gonna prank call anybody? Can you star six seven or star six nine, whichever one. Something it is? like that. I kind of want to prank call Tommy because I know Tommy doesn't have my number. But okay, he's probably mm. not gonna answer. Most people screen their calls. Ugh. Do you have Tom's number? I don't have Tom's number. Okay, okay, okay. Here, let's prank. No, is he in? Oh, he, he's West Coast. He's in work. Yeah. Who's the East Coast that doesn't have our number? Can you star something? Let's see. Star uh, six seven. Or is it star six nine? How mm-hmm. to hide your number? It's star six seven. Star six seven. So try that, and then who do we call? We could call anybody now because they, it doesn't matter if they have your number. <laughs> We're doing this live on the podcast. <laughs> who do you want to prank call? I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking of who I have and who I would want to call. Uh-huh. Gosh, I really want to call Stuart. But also, can we <laughs> afford? We don't get paid enough to make a call. An international call? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we prank call? Uh... Brenna. Okay. We could prank call Brenna. We'll prank call Brenna. She'll okay. never figure out it's us. Never. Never. Okay. So star six seven. Yeah, star All six right. seven is how you hide your number. Okay. I need to, to Google. I need to first pull up her number. This is so <laughs> stupid. We're 30 something year old women. <laughs> In case people needed a reminder. Okay. God. The issue is that she recognizes my voice. Obviously, because you have a very recognizable voice, and you do podcasts like this one. Yes. Okay. Um. (laughs) 
She's not going to answer because most people screen their calls. Damn it. You. you can't, you can't cr- prank call in 2023. Yeah, it's a lost art. Your call has been forwarded. It's a, it's a lost art. Record your message. <laughs> I'll cut that out. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi, this call is for Brenna. Um, This is Sally from Royal Caribbean Cruises. I wanted to let you know that in your previous cruise, you left a really big mess in your your suite. And we also found a very large erotic toy (laughs) in your suite as well. And I wanted to see number one if you wanted your erotic toy back it's um, gonna be twenty dollars for shipping because it's it, so heavy it'll be around twenty one dollars and thirty five cents for shipping because it's really heavy <laughs> but we can send it to you of course because that's the royal caribbean guarantee but also i wanted to let you know for any further uh, cruises that you book can you please just clean your room properly because i i i really it took like 30 people and there were the suction staff. cup marks all over the window they, from the toy suction cup sucker marks all over the windows because of the toys um i i just wanted to let you know that we do appreciate your business at royal caribbean and i hope you have a great day and we hope to see you in our next sailing endeavors thank you i love that you started it off with a fake voice that is pretty much your voice <laughs> i can't do accents and then you gave it up you gave it up so quickly no i didn't oh. even mean to give it up oh that it, was it sounded incredible. like me yes it, i mean yes of course it sounded exactly like you um i can't wait to hear from brenna <laughs> like she's gonna know immediately i'm gonna she i'm gonna won't. make a prediction i'm gonna make a prediction that brenna messages you about that yeah. voicemail by the end of this podcast <laughs> i don't think so she'll never know it's me never um okay now that that's done uh let's take a quick hot break <laughs> we'll come back all right we're back oh i've settled myself um let's talk about looks and books <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh boy, talk about more traumas. Let's go. Yeah. Uh Lindsay. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay gets roped into helping the freaks out with like a bunch of crap that they like all this gear they have for a gig. So she takes her parents' family car, the station wagon. And this drove me insane, can I just say? So Lindsay's driving, right? Kim is like confused as to where yeah. they have to go. Oh, turn here. No, don't turn here. So Lindsay isn't looking at the road. At the same time, someone is backing out of their driveway. I'm just going to say to everyone out there, Lindsay has the right of way. Lindsay, if someone is backing up, like, in my opinion, depending on where the impact is, it's that person's fault that was backing up because they didn't look both ways to see if there was someone coming. And Mm -hmm. based on this impact where Lindsay's front bumper impacted with their rear, they're at fault for this accident. Wow. Okay. That's my critical analysis. Also, um, I know people get very upset because new vehicles, when you crash a a newer car versus like this age of a vehicle, newer vehicles like are totaled so much easier because they're built for safety, which means they're built to like absorb an impact. Whereas like this old of a station wagon, like (laughs) they had like metal bumpers and shit. (laughs) And so, but this station wagon looked so fucked from the crash. Like, that had to have been a total vehicle. There's no way they were driving that anywhere. Brenda just texted me and said... Immediately! I fucking knew it! Immediately! <laughs> Prank calls don't really work when you screen your calls. I told you! I knew, One, I knew she would know it was you. And two, it's exactly what we said. Ask her how your accent work was. Uh, did the Star 6-7 work? I don't know. It must have come up as unknown caller, I assume. I said, how did you know it was me? I changed my voice. <laughs> she said that I really committed, though. So com- you committed to the bit. You I did. do commit to the bit. Um, Sarah, you can never <laughs> be able to change your voice. You're a Jersey girl through and through. <laughs> no. Told you. Oh, oh man. Incredible. 
That's okay. incredible. Well, anyway, um, yeah, this was horrible. I okay, so like number one, Lindsay, it is your fault. It's your fault, and I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. even though they called you lame and don't be a square and you have to do it, you were the one that ultimately took your parents' car. She did. She took her parents' car and she was not supposed to. Yeah. So she rightfully gets like her parents are livid. They are like they should. you're grounded. Also, forever. She really did suck at driving. Like she was doing such she a did. shitty job. She was, of course, very distracted. Like she did a shitty job. And then like she on top of that, she's like, okay, people, it's 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 your fault because you told me to turn here and you forced me to do it. And also, she didn't want to call the police. It's like, bitch, this is all you. And you're taking zero accountability. And it was really frustrating for me because, you know what? Sometimes you just fuck up. And, yeah, like, it, it you did get, like, persuaded. But ultimately, it's your call. And you're the one that stole your parents' station wagon. It's your fault. And I'm not surprised that the Weirs were upset with, um, with Lindsay. I would be upset. And also... Ooh, I don't know. It was frustrating because Lindsay was just taking no accountability. It was, it, but she was being yeah. a teenager. I she guess was, that's and what she was really do. like traumatized. I think herself from this no, accident because, like, yeah. immediately she's just like, "You're right. Like, that's fine." And she, like, <laughs> it's so funny because it's like a tale of two siblings <laughs> uh, with the way Lindsay and Sam are acting. This episode, Lindsay goes back. She like takes off the bomber jacket she's been wearing, the army jacket, and she's wearing her old like basically Millie attire. She has like barrettes in her hair. She's wearing a skirt, like definitely not an outfit she would ever wear around the freaks. And she wants to like talk to Millie again. She wants to join the mathletes again. And this I thought was really interesting that she wants to join the mathletes, but the teacher is like, well, you've missed a ton of meetings. Like you can't just be what second chair or first chair, whatever she used to used to be like first chair, first block. First, sorry, first block. Um, and so she wants to be that again, but he's like, absolutely not. Like you've missed too many meetings, which I agree with. It's very fair because if I'm a mathlete, I would be so ticked off if someone's just like, I want to do it. No, 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 no I want to do it, and then gets taken. Like I get taken out, but and it's poor Millie who suffers at the hands of Lindsay being a mathlete again. But I, I mean, Millie honestly just wants the team to win, so she's like okay with she's it. Such a sweet soul. Like Millie she's is very selfless. She's a good girl. She also, without a blink, comes over to Lindsay's house so that she could, like, let Lindsay cry on her shoulder about the trauma that she experienced from. She was like, oh, we saw the car in the driveway. Like, are you okay? Yeah. That was so kind. Yeah. I think that there's one thing that, like, really stood out to me in that conversation was that, like, Lindsay is, I think, really, like, really scared and traumatized from the accident like she was mentioning like i still can hear the thud and i um got into um a pretty bad accident in july no august Mm -hmm. and like that's like one of the things like that's still like it's kind of like a very impulsive thoughts like i can sometimes like still visualize like the impact like the thud like it really does fuck you up to be Mm -hmm. in a accident where you like total your car um very scary and of course like at that time in my life like a thousand other crazy fucking things were happening Mm -hmm. so um it it really sucked and i i do sympathize with Lindsay that like you know it's scary um and like i don't think that she's in pain thank goodness but like i mean i i still have associated pains from that accident from july and it it, Mm -hmm. like it really blows yeah and it's like gosh it's it's really difficult like already Lindsay is having a difficult time and so this just makes it worse and so she she wants to join the athletes like she's getting all hot and bothered about this like graphing calculator <laughs> she's like sitting with the dorky kids the athletes again and uh so she wants to join the athletes and so right we said she gets second uh second block and millie is like on the backup team basically but Turns out Lindsay is like not only hyper competitive, but really fucking good at math. So it's interesting. The freaks are like kind of upset to lose Lindsay. Like they, 
they show they actually care. They actually give a shit. We get a really funny scene between Daniel and Harris, who this show fucking loves. This show loves to throw Harris literally anywhere in the show. Who's Harris? Harris oh. is the guy who was like not cast, but they just found him and they were like, hey, you yes, need to yes, be on our yes. show. He's, and he's the one that's carrying around the Dungeons and Dragons books. Yes. And Daniel's like asking him about them. And then um, when the mathlete competition is about to start, we have like Nick and Kim both like sitting in the back like, oh, I was just bored. You know, I thought I'd just check things out. And when Lindsay's actually competing, they're like cheering and rooting for her. Which I thought was very sweet. I loved that. I really mm -hmm. did. Because it just showed like, you know, for a while, especially Seth Rogen's character, they're like, yeah, like she's a dud. Like I knew that she wasn't one of us, blah, blah, blah. But like this showed that they really do care yeah, I I loved it. I was so, so happy to see that because they were impressed with her, you know? Like, and yes, yeah, she's doing something that's really dorky, but she's really, really good at it. And mm -hmm. it was really sweet because not only, and I loved that her parents were there to see how supportive her friends were. I thought that was really sweet because obviously they have like such a bad reputation. They're the bad kids. They're the freaks. They like steal fruit roll-ups and do weird makeup no, sessions in kitchens. Nick, excuse me, Nick did not steal the fruit roll-ups. <laughs> yes. He asked. And she said yes. But I really thought that was sweet. And um, I love that after everything, Lindsay's just like, I'm just not a mathlete anymore. Like, I, I've changed. Like, I want to I wanna hang out with my freaky friends, you know? And I love that she, like, ends up going back to them at the end and being like, yeah, you know, let's, let's hang out. Let's do something. And they, I think, what is it? They, they're going to the movies together or something mm -hmm. like that. Why can't she do both? Like, she could be a mathlete. Like, she's she good at do it. Both. Yeah. It's it's cool to be smart, you know? Like, it's impressive that she can do math that quickly. Like, she was getting those mm -hmm. problems and answering it instantly. And that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for her, I think she, she has a hard time separating, like, how can I do this club and this thing if none of my other friends are in it? Like, I, I don't know. I think she feels like she has to choose, choose one or the other. Yeah, that's a problem that she's just creating for herself, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they were that, so sweet. Yeah, I, I really, really love the fact that all the freaks did show up for Lindsay at the competition and was rooting her on. I think, did Nick come back? I don't know. I, he I, did. I, he, he did. Yeah, he okay. was there, too. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really good. I think that it was... I mean, I, I don't really exactly know that what Lindsay's grand plan was. Do you think that she was choosing to go to the mathlete slash dressing up like in Millie attire to show her parents that like she's still a good girl? Or do you think that this was like a conscious decision of like, I want to go back to who I used to be? I think it was the latter. I think it was definitely that it scared her so much getting in that accident. She's like, I think she saw it as like, oh my God, this is the way my life is headed. Like I'm going down this really bad path. I'm just going to take it all back. I'm going to go back to when life was simpler. And I think in her mind, that means not just when she was a mathlete, but before her grandmother died. I think she wants mm. to like, have the Lindsay that be the Lindsay she was back then, but that's really just not how any of that works, unfortunately. Right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can't go back. No. Um, meanwhile, Sam is trying to move forward in time and make himself older. Uh, he's still obsessed with Cindy and she's still dating. I think his name is Todd or something that the jockey I believe guy. So. I believe so. And yeah. So everyone is talking about, oh, Todd's hair. He has this, like, feathered hair. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And Sam's like, it's just hair. I don't get it. So he decides he's going to, like, feather his hair out. And, and everyone is like, oh, wow, look at Sam's hair. I liked it. I thought he looked good. I liked how... More than how good he looked, I liked how he acted once he yeah, did he his hair. Yeah, he got some confidence. He fucking strutted his shit down the he hall. He did. He did. Um, he thought that he looked so good. But eventually, Cindy comes over and it's like, your hair looks flat. It's like, fuck you, Cindy. He's just like blowed, blew out his hair for like an hour. And you're yeah. saying that his hair looks flat? Like, screw you. If, something, if someone does something different with their hair, you know they were attempting to do something. So don't insult them, you know? Yeah. Um, but then it gets worse because they're like, oh, well, Sam, you need to like upgrade your outfit too. So they go to this, <clears throat> this whole, this store. Is this not the same store that they can get fake IDs from? It looked 
almost exactly the same. So I don't okay. know if it was intended to be that way. <laughs> There's a lot of like things it. that happen at the store. <laughs> and he buys this jumpsuit, this like powder blue jumpsuit. Yeah, like 70s type, which is like, you know, this is the 80s. It's you, now 1980. Yeah. You know that it's disco is not in style anymore. I don't think Sam knows that. It's like, I would, if it was me, I would try to copy, like, Todd's outfits. And Todd's not walking around in a blue jumpsuit. I think in Sam's mind, he's, like, going a step above Todd, you know? Like, that's his attempt. Sure. And of course. So he comes into school and everyone is just making fun of him. And they they do this thing where they have like Gordon walking in front of Sam to try to hide his outfit. And then the bell rings and Gordon's like, sorry, got a test. Bye. <laughs> I love how Gordon's like, I feel so powerful. I feel like a bodyguard. <laughs> I love Gordon. He's so fun. He's funny. And, um, and so everyone is making fun of Sam and it gets worse when he is like in class and gets called on to like go up to the board and everyone's laughing. And when the teacher sticks up for you, it's like, oh, it's even more embarrassing because the teacher had to stand up for you. And so he's like very upset about this whole thing. And he ends up Mr. Rosso. I feel like we have another Feeny situation on our hands. This guy is obsessed with the Weir family. Uh, indeed he is. He, well, Sam asked him to please give him a ride home so that he could change clothes. I don't know why he doesn't get just, like, random school Does clothes. Does he not have, like, gym clothes? Like, wear clothes? Oh, oh, no, no. So, basically, he gets driven home. And at first, like, he... He's like, I'm going to go in and change. And then he just goes to die on the couch. It, was, it felt very, um. if anybody's seen the Barbie movie, when Barbie is just like face down on the ground. <laughs> exactly. And then Mr. Russo comes in and he's like giving him a pep talk. And he's like, you know, I was a loser once too. I got bullied at one point. Yeah, because he's like has long hair and he's like hippie-ish. Uh, but he, yeah, he says like, you just need to have confidence and people will like you. Um, which I would say like, yes and no, like confidence certainly is a piece of the puzzle, but there are people who are confident who are dressed like, you know, uh, differently than everyone else who still get made fun of. Um, I think that I, I just think that like kids are assholes and everything's free gain in high school. Uh, I mean, to be honest, fair enough. Yeah, I wore a shirt, a shirt that, okay, so the um, bassist to Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea, had a charity, and he made shirts for a charity, and I donated money for a charity, and the shirt was, like, a black t-shirt, and mm -hmm. I said, like, I, uh, it's a Dios mio, which means, like, my God, yeah. and I got made fun of for just wearing a black t-shirt that's a Dios mio. That's awful. Yeah, like Kids that's terrible. What I'm like they just latch onto anything and everything. Like it doesn't matter. It was a fucking black teacher. I paid money and I donated to a charity. It's like so laughable that I was wearing a black t-shirt. Go fuck yourself, kids. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, kids. <laughs> uh, but that's basically our our episode here. Um. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we want to talk. Like, the, the hairstyle thing is interesting. I certainly have had my fair share of new hairstyles. I don't know that I ever went, like, that far out of the norm, whereas, like, where people would notice and comment and stuff. Um, but, and I was I was not a mathlete. I really don't. I don't enjoy math, so I never would have been a mathlete to start. But I certainly am not, like, uh, as good at math as Lindsay is. No, so. I'm dumb as shit. I'm not part of anything. <laughs> there you go. Um, those are our two episodes. Do you want to hear the title of the next two episodes? Yes. As is tradition, we do have a rhyming one, um, which I love. But the first one. Oh, I thought called... the first one was called As is Tradition. No, sorry. The first one is called The Garage Door. Okay. What's going to happen to the garage door? Ugh. Well, if we, if the car wasn't trashed, I would say like you drive into the garage door, but yeah. maybe it has something to do with the band and maybe like Nick's dad removes the garage door so that <gasps> Nick can't play oh. in the band anymore. Maybe. But we've already had that also. I'm really excited for the second title. What's that? Choking and token. Jesus Christ. 
Okay. Hmm. What do you, do you think like that one's be... about, Sarah? Well, I have a question. Do you like to be choked? No. Oh, okay. Me either. Good to know. Those are episodes 12 and 13, so I'm really excited to talk about that next week. A bit. I do. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're finishing up our Dawson's Creek coverage in other news. Mm-hmm. We're, we have one more podcast to go where we talk about the top 10 and bottom five episodes of the entire series. Yes. Other than that, uh, we just also, in a few days, are releasing Adam's Family Values coverage with Todd the Librarian. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that because it was so much fun. That movie was a ton, a ton of fun. Spoiler alert. I really enjoyed it. So check out that podcast. We have coverage of The Craft coming up, which I can't wait for. And then we're going to be in November. And tons of new things happening in November. So definitely keep your eyes peeled at Shit90SPOD on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90SPOD.com. Uh, and you can email us shit90spot at gmail.com. Um, beyond that, you can find me at the Jess Sterling podcasting over on post show recaps about a whole mess of crap. Um, Sarah, what about you? I don't have much going on, but um, that's fine because I totally like having a quieter life sometimes. But there you I go. mean, I support you and all of your podcasting endeavors. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, maybe I should start a prank call business. You have to work on your accent work first, I think. <sighs> I'm not very good at accents. Yeah, so that's where you could find us. We'll be back next week with another two episodes of Freaks and Geeks. Having a ton of fun here. So keep on listening and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. 